Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast live on YouTube on a very, very happy day uh, to be a Rangers supporter. Um, hello, I'm Martin and I'm joined by Cami and Scotty, my two usual cohorts. And I'm delighted to say, um, and I'll just bring Rowan on just now, that I am joined by Rowan and Hoybert, two very happy Feyenoord fans as well. Guys, how are you? Thank you. I'm fine. I'm fine, thanks. And the reason that Rowan was late was because I forgot to send him the link. Um, so they, <laughs> that's yeah. how professional I am. Hey, Cami, how are you? I delighted. Uh, just glad that the news is is finally broken after the longest international week in history. Yes, yes, it, it really was. It really was. Scotty, my friend, how are you? Fantastic. Never better. Yes, definitely not. Great... Ever so slightly hungover. But yes. Good. Yes, definitely not. Um, I thought we would start just by getting the wisdom from Rowan and, and Hoybert um, about getting a little bit into Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Um, did, I, did I pronounce that all right, Hoybert? No, you didn't. No, you've said it three different ways. Just <laughs> no. <laughs> At least I'm making an effort. At least I'm making an effort. Um, so, uh, Rowan, if you want to just tell us a little bit, um, obviously, about Giovanni's time at Feyenoord. Um, and how, and we'll go into more about his man management and his tactics and stuff, but just straight away, how he'll be remembered by the final fans. Yeah, uh, I think he will be remembered very good because of he won a lot of prizes in four years. He trained Feyenoord, he uh, took five prizes home, and also he took the uh, seasonal cup, the Eredivisie. He won in 18 years. We had to wait 18 years before we could win it, and we won it with. Geo, so it was very nice. So I think we will remember him like a, a very good fellow that took us some places. Yeah, and, and Hoybert, you were actually telling me before we started that amazingly he's, um, in terms of winning things, one of Feyenoord's greatest ever managers, or most successful, yeah. I should say. Yeah, most successful manager Feyenoord ever had. So, uh, yeah, and then of course uh, he will be remembered uh, as yeah very positive, of course. Uh, and like uh, Rowan just mentioned, uh, especially that we won the title after 18 years. Uh, that is of course uh, yeah, a huge uh, huge victory for for all the fans and also for Van Broncos himself, I think. And he was also playing for Feyenoord for quite a long time, and he he joined Feyenoord at his end of his career, still as an active player. Uh, also, by the time he was still playing pretty well, you know, sometimes players come back when it's already a bit too late. <laughs> but he was still uh, doing very well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, we could sit here all day and talk about just how good a player he was. <laughs> he was 
he was honestly phenomenal. Um, yeah, Scotty, yeah. I want to get to your question for the guys because it's the one that interests me the most. We, we'll have loads of questions about Geo, but I'll let you take your question away. Which one? <laughs> the the pressure one. one. Oh, right, yeah. So, I know Feyenoord, obviously, absolutely huge club. I've got a lot of respect for them, and I expect in very similar ways. I know it hasn't necessarily gone to plan for you guys as, as much as you'd like. Pretty similar to us as well over the last 10, 10 years or whatnot. Uh, but the pressure still remains to win every game. Uh, but there's always going to be that expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But naturally, when you don't have the resources like Ajax or PSV, it's going to be hard to maintain and hard to maintain the uh, position at the top of the Eredivisie. How did he see after he won won the Eredivisie? How did he cope with the pressure of the expectation after that? I don't know who to ask. Either one of you can jump in. <laughs> yeah, I go first. Yeah. Fine. Um, I think he was always uh, pretty steady, in my opinion. Even, you know, no matter if I think I recall a situation when we lost, I think that was after winning, no, that was the thing before winning the, 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 the league actually, that we lost around seven matches in a row. And uh, I think he was still, yeah, quite stable in his emotion and in his presentation towards the crowd. And I think that is, yeah, he's just. Yeah, reasonable and and yeah, steady. I think rather than steady is in his communication. So is he? Yeah, quite a character that doesn't necessarily let emotion rule himself and his thought process. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost maybe a little bit boring, you could say, but. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that's. I think. I think that's what you need when you're at um, a big club. Isn't it? If yeah. you start uh, getting emotional, letting your emotions get get involved in your decisions, that's when you can start making bad decisions. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. So how did he? I don't know. In terms of pressure, react, turn things around. Did you, did you feel like he was always in control? Well, at the time that he lost seven matches in a row, uh, we had uh, Advocate. We had Advocate supporting him. From uh, yeah, seriously, he was uh, actually really uh, with the club and supporting from Broncos because he was also not really an experienced trainer. Uh, Final was his his first uh, first job, so um, I think he apparently needed some support from an experienced guy, and he got it. And uh, yeah. Not sure if that was what uh, yeah, did make him uh, pass through, but it probably uh, helped him, I guess. Yeah. Um, I should I should just say to everybody in the comments because we're getting loads and loads of comments. If you've got any questions for the guys, please do get them in. Um, uh, Roman uh, Curry Munchers asking, can you ask uh, the guys um, what type of players he brought into Feyenoord? Was it mostly Dutch players, or did he bring players uh, from outside Holland as well? Um... Hubert, if I'm wrong, correct me, but I think they had a lot of Dutch players at that moment. Um, and the money was a little bit short, so they couldn't bring in very much outside of the Netherlands. So he was uh, he had a group and he had to do it with that group. Um, or am I wrong, Hubert? What do you think? No, I think quite some Dutch players were indeed uh, uh, playing for final by then. Um, of course, I think the resources within final are have been limited already for four years. So uh, when he started, it was not any, any anything different. 
Um, and some some yeah, key players. Eh? We had like uh, Dirk, Dirk Kuyt, of course, uh, returning as well uh, around that time. Um, and a few other uh, Dutch experienced players. Yeah. Do, do you think because of um, who he was, he managed to get the best out of players? Is he, in terms of man management, do you think he's he's one that really gets on with his squad, and you know communicates well, friendly, that that mm. kind of manager, and really gets absolutely everything out of them? Yeah, I yeah, think the well, team. Be- oh. yeah. Uh, you, can, you, can go, uh, take it. you can take it. Uh. Okay. Now, I think the team building by Gio was very good because uh, if you see uh, like pictures of it and uh, hear stories of other players, Dirk Kout wrote a book about it. And if you hear how the team was connected, it sounded like a real team. Like they uh, stood in for each other and make, yeah, they were, were a real team. And that made, I think that it made them champions at the end. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Kami, do you want to maybe try and ask a question while your internet seems to be working? Uh, um, what's, it, what's it like? Is he, a, is he a hands-on coach when he's on the training ground? Uh, we obviously, Stephen Gerrard was very much a figurehead and he relied on Michael Beale as his coach. Uh, is, is Giovanni a hands-on coach that's going to improve players or does he rely on others? Good question. Um, <laughs> we had some play because we had some players which which really improved. Uh, I think uh, we had like uh, Karsdorp and uh, Congelo, uh, Rowan, those youngsters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always it's a bit difficult, or, or if this is uh, due to uh, yeah the coaching or just uh, that it were talent uh, talentful players, right? So it's probably uh, a bit of both, I would say. Is is yeah. he is he a guy that likes to trust the youngsters? Does he like bringing through youth players, bringing through his own players, players that he can mould, maybe rather than you know he got the experienced pro who's kind of mm-hmm. set in their ways about only play one way, whereas a youth player he might want to trust more. What did yeah, you? I what was it like when he came in? Did he change much? I think he's willing to uh, to give youngsters the opportunity. Uh, also within Feyenoord, of course, uh, due to the limited resources, yeah, sometimes he also had to to do that, right? Yeah. What do you feel, uh, Well, Now, I, th- I was thinking about uh, Newcope. That was an older player, also a uh, back. So, and we had a younger player, and he gave the younger player a chance, I think, over uh, that player. So, I think he will give the youth some chance if they're showing that they're worth it. Of the first team, yeah. Oh. So obviously, one of the big things people are going to uh, want to know is what is his style of football? Um, is it passing? Is it counter attack? Um, we've, we've we've obviously heard that he likes to play a four three three, quite similar to the way that Rangers play mm-hmm. right now. Um, so, what's his football like, and what should the Rangers fans expect? Yeah, I think when he was head coach of Feyenoord, we played indeed uh, usually four three three. With um, yeah, with a with a classical classic number nine, I would say, usually with a offensive uh, central attacking midfielder, and two more defense uh, defensive midfielders. Um, and he, I think we had mainly some some wing backs, and uh, as as the uh, wing strikers, 
they had the intention to move move more towards the box to the center of the pitch and then there was yeah they tried to create some kind of an overlap you know with the, with the wing backs um that's i think that's what i recall uh i think from from all the years actually that he tried to play that game and of course was it very depend uh, on the players but yeah yeah sorry sorry Rowan, was it was he very pressing orientated um obviously we see a lot of teams nowadays and um all the top teams seem to be very pressing heavy pressing mm -hmm. from the front and um, was that the type of style that, that final played i don't think so it was a little bit more uh back and then when the uh opponent, opponent make a mistake they go over it and give uh, the ball to the nine and then score a goal so the pressing was not that high from uh, what i think of it it's now I at the agree. moment it's, it's higher than it was before i think no. well there you go but we're getting a lot of questions about um roy mckay um now please forgive my my ignorance um i don't know if and i probably should have researched this but um you guys obviously don't realize that i'm just not very professional i don't know if roy mckay was a coach with with Gio at Feyenoord, but I'm guessing he was because I'm getting lots of questions about him. Um, so if he was, and what was he like as a coach? How good was he? Because um, we're hearing lots and lots of positive reports about him. Um, I think he was indeed uh, part of the, uh, the, huh. the of the group uh, supporting uh, from Broncos at that time. Um, I recall that he was also uh coaching uh attacking youth players or that's what he did at least uh, within final um yeah furthermore it's a bit difficult uh to judge what uh yeah what the roles uh, responsibilities were within uh, within the in the team of course but um that's what i really recall that he was training uh youngsters young uh, young strikers to become better no, there you go, because it's been obviously been announced as well today that, uh, well, I think it was on Sky Sports News, Cammy, that we've brought in Roy McKay, is that right? Yeah, there was a, there was a Dutch journalist speaking on Sky Sports News and he, he broke it. Um, I, I just remember Roy McKay, the player. Roy McKay was a, was a fantastic uh, goal scorer um, back, back, in, back in the day. And uh, if, if he manages to pass on any of the, the goal-scoring traits that he had to the strikers and the young players that we have, uh, that can only be a good thing. I, 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 I'm interested by the number nine. The number nine for Rangers has always played a, almost like Firmino does at Liverpool. And from what I can gather, Gio likes a number nine to play like a number nine in the penalty box, putting the ball in the back of the net. So... You will, you will recall Alfredo Morelos, who uh, scored against Feyenoord twice. A of seasons. <laughs> twice. <laughs> two, two great headers. And Alfredo's probably the, the, the fans' favourite. And I think we all want him to get back to the, the goal scorer that he was two seasons ago. His, his game has changed. So I, I'm interested to see how Gio and Roy Mackay and the rest of his background team get the best of Alfredo and get him back to being the goal scorer and the number nine, which we, we want him to be. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, just, just finally, guys, um, Scott, if you want to jump in with any more questions, please do feel free. Um, just finally from me, um, and I'll put this to both of you guys, do you expect, and I'm obviously hoping that you say yes very much so to this question, um, but from what you've seen, do you expect uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst to be a big success in Scotland? I think he can be successful, yes. Uh, also because of his uh, history within the club. So he probably knows, uh, yeah, uh, knows the people and knows the culture. Uh, I think that is probably a big help. Yeah, and if we're just looking at, uh, yeah, at the experience we have with him and the results, yeah, they were just, uh, yeah, you cannot really say any anything negative about that actually. So um, I would say that there is that he uh, that the uh, there are opportunities there, yeah. <laughs> Well, if you can't see anything, can I, can I, that's perfect. Can I just, can I just ask, just out of interest, why did he leave? Good um, question. <laughs> good question. Yeah. Well, what I recall is that at a certain moment, um, because in the beginning, yeah, in the first years, it felt like everything he touched, uh, yeah, uh, changed in gold. Huh, what we say. Um, but after a period, yeah, I think the gameplay changed a little bit. And of course, some players leave and some new players come in. And um, yeah, I think, it, yeah, somehow I had, to, I had the feeling that it just didn't work out anymore. You know, after four years, yeah, it's also sometimes just uh, time for something new, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. it just gets a bit stale, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole yeah. cycle of management, as I talk about. Uh, uh, Roman, final, final question to yourself. Um, are there any current Feyenoord players that uh, GVB is likely to be interested in bringing to Rangers? Is there anybody for that current Feyenoord team that we could maybe see at Rangers in January or in the summer? Um, I don't know what he's interesting about. Uh, is interested in and signing? Uh, yeah. Um, I saw a list uh, somewhere on the internet, like. Uh, Gio could take this guys from Feyenoord uh, if he would <laughs> like. Uh, I saw there uh, Gustil. He's uh, on loan now at Feyenoord, and I think he could be a very good uh, player for Rangers. Very easy scoring guy. He scored a lot for Feyenoord. Um, and hard, hard worker, also important, I think, that he puts a lot of hard work in the game. So even if he don't score, he puts a lot of work. So that's Compares a little bit then. Yeah. No. Um, guys, listen, absolutely fantastic. Thank you for coming on. I know it was at very short notice that um, they, they just got back to us, and I, and I really do appreciate it. And hopefully, um, this maybe the start of next year, or maybe sooner, we can get you back on and we can see how Gio's getting on. So, yeah. guys, thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, there you go, Hubert and, and Ron. They're absolutely fantastic. And listen, we we they're that fantastic. You can't get a, get their names right. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. My my Dutch is not great. You know, I apologize. Um, but there you it's go. About the so, same as, it's about the same as your English, to be fair. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was amazing. So big thanks to them. Um, spot on, spot on. So Scotty, yeah, Geo is the manager. How are you feeling, my friend? Uh, I wanted him before Gerard. Uh, when when Pedro left, I was he would he would have been my number one choice back then. So I am over the moon. I I I just think it's a, a great fit. I probably 
three and a half years ago, it wouldn't have been uh, probably the best timing for either of us. I don't think we would have suited him back then, nor with his experience at that point, maybe suited us. I think he just won the title with uh, Feyenoord, actually, but it would have been a bit ambitious. But he's but he's come in. He's at a stage in his career where you know he's won trophies. He's he won a shed load as a player. He's won a lot as a manager. He's all the experience he's had so far, as far as I'm concerned, is good experience. I mean, people point to his time in China, but I think the team that he went to pretty much he did expected what that team and that resources. We're supposed to do, uh, and I know a lot of people will probably want to jump on that and call him a failure. But when you go to China, it's it's, a, it's an absolute lottery. Um, and he's come back. You know, we've we've come back. At, uh, we're we're at a point where we're the champions. We're top of the league, four points. We've got a semi final on Sunday. You know, his first old firm game could potentially be a cup final at Hamden. So that's exciting in itself. Uh, I mean, what a time! It's. I just think it's. It, for both parties, it's for for where we are. It's it's an absolute perfect marriage. Um, I'm just so excited to see what he brings. And by what the boys were saying there, I can ex- probably expect to see quite a lot of continuity. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of what they were saying, in terms of his man management style, again, that will be a real positive plus. And I think if he is one of these managers that does get the best out of his place, he'll give us a a real lift. A real boost because I think that's what we need at the moment. Because I do think that perhaps we were a little bit stale. Uh, I know hindsight is twenty twenty vision, but I was harping on about it for ages. I just want to say I told you so. But... <laughs> <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> did, did take a did take a rocket scientist to work it out, but you know, yeah, really excited. Yeah, no, and you know what? It's so good to be back there in the pod. If Cam, it feels like we've not done a podcast for ages, apart for these breaking news pods. Uh, it's it's good to get to get on, be positive, look forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a we're in a great position. He's got a he's going to have to, <laughs> without it saying we enjoy this, but we, he needs to hit the ground running. And the next six seven weeks uh, are a proper baptism of fire for him. But you're bringing in a guy that's played in Scotland. He knows what it takes to go to Easter Road and Tyne Castle and. Patodre and all these places and get the results that we are going to need during the during the month of December. Um, I think I'm 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 really excited. I think I'm I've been a huge fan of Gio all the way back to when he was a player, followed his career with interest. Since done a great job at at Feyenoord and I'm just excited. I just think different voices and I think mm-hmm. uh, John Walker spoke about it in the the breaking news earlier. In any employment, if you hear the same messages day in, day out for three or four years, it reaches a point where you just switch off. And I think you're just going, it's autopilot. And watching the Rangers team so far this season has been a very coached Rangers team, but just very, just very, I think Scotty's nailed it, very stale. I think they're bringing in Roy Mackay and uh, he's going to bring his assistant when that's uh, when that's possible as well. Gio himself will have a different style. I'm in, I'm intrigued how they talk about two sitting players, uh, 4-3-3, two sitting players and who's who's the who's the 10? Is it Hadji? Is it Hadji? It's Hadji. Hadji's the 10. You know, but 
<laughs> How'd you get in? But that that we've spoke about we've spoke about it. Um, Hadji playing as part of a middle three, so it sounds as though Geo and Hadji will be a will be a good fit, which is which is great. But you've all you've got Aribo who can play that position as well, and I think it's uh, I'm just interested to see what he makes of what he's got to work with, because I don't think there's going to be a a pot of cash for him to spend in January. He will have been told what his 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 sole remit. Uh, remit seems to be the word of the day, to be honest with you. But his sole remit is to win this league championship and open up the 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 riches of the the Champions League. But super excited. Um, I just hope we see him in the dugout sooner rather than later, and the work permit issues are resolved very very quickly. Yeah, I'm sure they will be. I'm sure they will be. Scotty, a quick word for Ross Wilson. Um, Rangers Twitter over the last two, three, four days has been... Do you mean you? No, not at all. No, I, think, I think my tweets have been as hilarious. So if anybody's watching, head over to Twitter at Rangers Rabble. And honestly, my comedy is just outstanding. Oh, is it comedy doing, now? Right, OK. While I'm, while I'm doing it. While I'm doing the advertisement, um, of course, we're on YouTube and you're watching on YouTube. If you haven't already, please do like and subscribe. A like goes a lot further than you can ever imagine. Um, and of course, we do have loads of extra content on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rangers Rabble. The link is in the description. Now, Scotty, I forgot what I was going to ask you, but I think it was about Ross Wilton. Wasn't it? There you go. It there was, has he played a blinder? Is that what He's you're going to ask? Well, yeah. Uh, and we can delve deeper into it if you want. I mean, people were complaining that it was the process was taking too long. Um, there was three, do, four, five people getting interviewed, blah, 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 blah. Do, do, do you know what mind. it is? Do you know what it is? I think people are uh, are comparing how quickly Gerard moved to Villa in comparison to um, Gio coming in. Now, just a few things on that i am convinced i do not know this is a fact but i am convinced that gerard has been lined up for that job for not weeks months going back probably to the end of last season i reckon they probably had a conversation him and his pal right okay you're coming in to replace dean smith and as we know managers it's more of a case of when not if so pardon my that is, cynicism. of course, your assumption and not the assumption. That is my assumption level. and my cynicism in the world of football. Now, we have to move more fluid than that in terms of, right, OK, we have a managerial vacant position. It would be stupid just to offer it to the first guy that comes along. Now, not everyone's into available for an interview straight away. So it does take a few days. And... That process will take a few days to get the whole thing done and dusted over the line in six days. Is nothing short of remarkable, whether Geo's in a job or not. So, uh, well done, Ross Wilson. Um, clearly, you know he always had contingencies in place. I think he's always always talked about about you know being ready. So I think periodically you probably go through the process privately or with the board of directors and say, look. Um, just in case the inevitable happens, we need to look at who's available on the market and mm-hmm. who is, even those attached to a club, who's in our, as Cami says, one of a better word, remit that we can approach. 
Um, and they've done that in a really short period of time. And not only that, but when they, you know, made the decision quite clearly on Van Bronckhorst to get that done in a couple of days, uh, again, is a testament to the uh, probably determination to get it done. And I know we're probably all ideal to get it done before the semi-final on Sunday, but it doesn't always work out like that. And regardless of that, he would have been in the dugout, even if it was it got done five days ago, because it's a bit unfair to ask him just to jump in the dugout. What's he going to do? Put his stamp on things? No, he's, we've got to have continuity. So, yeah, exciting, exciting. Very, really excited for him on uh, Monday. Happy. What was the question? Do you hear him? Ross Wilson has been our best signing. Um, CGM, 26 minutes in in the first mention of Patreon, standards are slipping. Um, yeah, yeah, it's because we had um, the, the two guys on, so my head was a wee bit in the interview mode. Than what what interviews. Yeah, um, <laughs> look, Curry Muncher, Scotty, there's no way him and all the backroom staff would just sign up within 14 hours for Villa. People's opinions, he's cut out next. I didn't mean to pull that one up. There you go. Gerard was second choice by Martinez, who decided to stay and not win the World Cup with Belgium. <laughs> Northern, Northern Bingo. Thank God it wasn't McInnes. I think we all share that. I like McInnes. McInnes. Um, yeah. Cami Wolf puts in look and hello, Mr. Wolf. How are we? Uh, we need to give Mr. Van Bronckhorst time to get his ideas across. He'll hardly have any time on the training pitch till January the second, with two games a week. Uh, look, bang on. That's. Uh, I don't think he'll change. Uh, he, he won't change too much. I think the fact that he's his philosophy and the formations are very similar to what he's played. I think can only be a can only be a good thing. And I think the fact that the coaches that are there, um, I don't know how quickly. His backroom team, so he's going to rely on the the people that have been part of the club, um, you know, Jermaine Defoe and and the other coaches that are that are going to be there. But he's got a good group of players, you know. It's like at the end of the day, you know, I I genuinely believe that this is a a good time for a change, and I think that the fact that we've got such a runny games is as uh, can only be a can only be a good thing, and I'm sure that he, he will be successful. Um, but he's got the he's got the fans behind him, and there's not many Rangers managers have ever had such unanimous uh, ridiculous, backing. isn't it? I mean, listen, we were all delighted back in 2018 when uh, the previous manager came in, but that was because we'd had the the farce that was Pedro and Marty. Mm-hmm. So. Stephen Gerrard was a name, but if you look back, that was a a colossal gamble because you just didn't know how it was going to pan out. We are now in a far better position. Gio's inheriting a squad in a good position. He's inheriting a squad with a lot of assets. He's got young players that can can come into the mix, uh, not just Nathan Patterson. So um, everything to be positive, and we just have to start start with a, a win on Sunday and then hopefully he's in the dugout for the game next uh, next Thursday night. Um, but it's certainly it's energised the whole support because I think the, the Rangers support's been a bit stale. I think since we, we got knocked out the the Champions League in August, I think you've had mm-hmm. a couple of games where the atmosphere, particularly at Ibrox, has been, has been decent. But I just think that this gives a, you know, the, the sea of orange is going to be 30,000 fans at 
at Hamden on Sunday and and what have you. And I, I can't wait to give Gio a, a Rangers welcome on Sunday at Hamden. Yeah, we will. We will most definitely come to that. Um, Cammy, do you want to have our wee um, youth debate? <laughs> no, maybe I don't know. We'll, we'll we can we can have that another day. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, Scotty, look, for, for the fans themselves, the, the reaction to Van Bronckhorst, I mean, look, not every ex-player is going to come and be successful or, or is successful once they've left, but the reaction for the Rangers support has been nothing short of phew, sensational. I know, I think as soon as um, his name was mentioned, I think it was just, yeah, him. I, I, I just, I've just got a really good feeling about this, uh, feeling about him. I desperately hope it hope it works. Uh, maybe it's a bit of nostalgia. Maybe it's a bit of the name, uh, but it's certainly the fact that he's you know he's won trophies. He's won. I, 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 he's done it at Feyenoord, and you know part of me wants to go right. Okay, well hold on a minute. Have a bit of reality check. As far as Van Bronckhorst goes at Feyenoord, you know he's a bit of a god, a bit of a legend. So therefore, he will have that natural spark, that natural aura. And yes, he is possibly, as a player, uh, one of the fans' favourites, particularly when he was here. And he was always a player that I looked out for after he left because he was that good. Is he going to have that same aura coming into Rangers? Perhaps not to the same extent, but he's certainly going to give us a lift and he's certainly going to give the the whole place a lift. And he's got that respect. Um what was the question? I can't remember. I'm tired. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I, I think you answered that very, very well. And you actually mentioned something that, that Cammy is a very good point. With regards to Gio's reputation, he's got a fantastic reputation from his time at Arsenal, Barcelona, Holland. Um, I think one of the, the, the big things that we used to maybe all speak about behind closed doors was, look, when Gerard goes, how are we going to be able to attract, you know, the Ryan Kents, the Joe Aribos? The, the players like that, especially from England. I don't think we're going to have any problem attracting um, players when you've got Van Bronckhorst uh, giving you a phone call, will you? I think it'll, it'll open up a different market as well. I think he'll know. He'll know. Uh, I'm not saying that we weren't scouting um, the Eredivisie and, and Germany and all the, the, the countries, Belgium and what have you. I know we, we, we do that anyway. But Gio's going to have played against or managed against players in the in the Dutch league that he might think or oh, he's going to be suited to um to come to to, to come to Scotland, you know, and hundred and six times he played he played for, for Netherlands. He captained them at the World Cup final, you know, he had a fantastic career. He, he won the Champions League. You know, I mean it's he is going to walk into that Rangers dressing room tomorrow and I assume he's allowed to walk into the dressing room as long as he doesn't work on the training ground. But I think he's going to get instant respect. The players are going to respect him because of what he has achieved as a footballer, you know. And I think he will he will instantly, very much like um, the last manager, will command that that respect and undoubtedly will. Um, and if that can help us keep the top players that we have, because we do have a worry over certain players, maybe not maybe being mm-hmm. Gerard's men sort of situation, you know, I mean, ultimately footballers are footballers. They're only interested in them in themselves. And I think as long as they have a coach and a manager that they that they trust and they get on with, 
if an offer gets made uh, for an extended contract, hopefully Gio can be a positive influence and can keep Brian Kent and can keep Joe Rebo and potentially Connor Golson. You know, I mean, you never know. A, a different voice might um, might have a have a have an impact. But I Gio Gio's going to be great for the fans and he's also going to be great for uh, attracting players and also developing players. Can we go one podcast without mentioning Connor Goldson Sorry. and contracts and and well, all I, that in between? If, if you if you invite me onto the podcast, I'll <laughs> talk about it. Sorry. And also, Scotty, whatever you're doing, gonna stop doing it because it's making a hell of a noise. What? You're playing okay. with something. I can hear it. Yeah. That. that. Oh, yes, sorry. that is extremely annoying. Yeah, you've made me go all boss man, and I don't like going all boss man. You know, that's strict and all that. Anyway, Scotty, the Ajax team that Gio beat was unbelievable, and the reason I bring that up is because Gio isn't doing it, and this has already been mentioned, but Gio isn't doing what Gerard done. Gio isn't coming into a Rangers team that are struggling, that are getting battered five one at home. He's coming into a Rangers team who just won the league, top of the league at the moment. And Celtic really, really struggle to play against us. And Celtic are probably scared to play against us because we've just got this control over them. So if he can do that with a Feyenoord team against that Ajax team, I mean, the sky's the limit for what he can do with this Rangers team. Yeah, he's got a good platform to build on. Mm. Um, wait, wait and see what happens. I mean, it's all dependent on the next couple of months, I suppose. And as as Cammy says, it's, it's really exciting. And you don't really expect him to change too much uh up until january but what we've got is a lot of games two games a week so on and so forth and that actually gives him a lot of time to actually make some tweaks not big changes but slight tweaks and then if you look at how we play on sunday in comparison to the week after and then comparison jump forward to january the the is it the, the old phone game at new year's second. um the second is yeah. it the second of jan yeah. um we probably will see more of a difference uh, and that'll be exciting in itself. But as you say, with that continuity, continuity of how we play, we've also got the continuity of the players, and they have that mentality, and they know what it takes to get the the across the finish line, especially when it comes to beating Celtic. So you expect that to continue. The only thing you know you've probably got a slight concern about is obviously January coming up, uh, and. We are going to expect players going out and probably some players coming in. So therefore, post-January, we'll, we'll probably see more of a difference as well as that added time in the training pitch. I'm sorry, I, I was listening, I promise. I just, I seen this comment and I didn't want to lose it and I've lost it. So there we go. Um, wait till I find it, wait till I find it, wait till I find it. I can't find it. There you go. Do you want to do um, this while you wait? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he will do with Itten and Katic. I don't know if they can be recalled or if the teams they are away and loan options to buy, all that sort of stuff. Um, Transfer-wise, Cami, I don't really foresee much happening in January, um, unless, of course, there's one or two maybe horrendous injuries. Um, but I, I don't think we'll see Geo spending or, or doing much until the summer window, at least. No, I think we've got a big squad. You know, it's... Uh... I think the only worry for me is how quickly Philip Hollander comes back from mm. from his injury. Uh, that's the only... I'm not saying Nikola, Nikola Katic can come back and slot straight back in, but 
we're, we're very bare at that position at the moment. You've got Balogun, Bassey going away to the, the African Cup of Nations and Nigeria's not a bad side, but I really hope they get they get pumped out in the group stages and we get get them back as quickly as possible. I think we're fortunate that the it starts at a time when the the winter break is is happening. So we might lose them for maybe two or three weeks, but hopefully not too much. But centre half's the only um position that slightly concerns me. And that's something that he'll probably already be aware of. Um, but does that mean you bring in a loan signing, or do you bring Katic back, or, or whatever? You know, I mean, that's their decisions that that Gio's going to have to make. But I don't see, I don't see a big offer coming in. A lot of people are talking about um, Villa coming and raiding us for Kamara and Kent and all that sort of stuff. You've got financial fair play down there. So I think Villa spent a lot of money in the summer after they sold Grealish. So I think they're probably, they're limited. Uh, we're not going to sell um, Golson if he's four months away for the end of his contract because it's, it's no worth, you, you know. But winning the league is going to be easier with Conor Golson playing at centre-half, you know. But I don't see a lot of business, to be honest with you. I, I think we're sitting with a squad of 25, 26 as it is when everybody's... You know we're going to have good players sitting in the stand. That's the the the, the reality of the situation. You know, and it, it, I'm I'm just intrigued how he sets up who's who the two sitters are. Um, Lundstrom was very much a a a Gerard signing. Is Gio going to be, is he going to be Gio's type of player? You know, there's just a lot of questions, and I think that's exciting over the next few weeks. You're not going to be able to really predict a Rangers starting eleven because you never could anyway. Well, you could, you couldn't, but you had a rough idea. Mm-hmm. Now it's very, it's fresh and it's exciting for us. That I'm just excited about Morelos. Um, I, I'm I'm also intrigued um, if they look at his fitness and they think he needs to get fitter for him to be the number nine that that Gio wants or. Does he fancy Roof or does he fancy Zakala? Does he play with two natural wide players, as in wingers, or is it is it Aribo and Ken? Or you know, it's, I just I think it's very um, very exciting. Of course, that all depends on what he's been promised by the club. Um, and somebody put that in a comment, but well, there's no point in speculating on stuff like that when we've got absolutely no idea at all. Scotty, the biggest question for me. I think this is oh, on, okay. No, I think this is on the minds of every single Rangers supporter. Who gets custody of Andy Firth? <laughs> what true, true, true story. I found out um, one of the guys that I work with is pals with Andy Firth. <laughs> How weird is that? And they're all they're all going up to. I can't remember what game it is, but at the start of December, they're all going up to see him and go out for a night out. He actually loves it at Rangers. He's not a. He's not here for Gerard. He's here for Rangers. He absolutely loves it. Um, he he'd give everything he could or everything he can to stay at Rangers. Um, and I think probably, obviously, he's, you know, we do talk about him as if he's a bit of a joke figure. But I think, in all seriousness, if he could get in the team and uh, and do everything, he'd absolutely love it. But uh, he's doing his coaching badges. 
So I think that's the direction he's going in. Um, and, you know, he still deserves a, a level of respect for what he does at the club. Therefore, there's absolutely no reason why not he can't stay. So, yeah, as long as he's, you know, every single every single person at that football club plays their part, from whether they're uh, working at the reception desk at Ibrox or whether they're handing out the, the food at the training centre to who's putting out the coaches at the cones at, at the football club. Everyone plays their part and you need everyone given a hundred percent to be successful. So not I've not got a see, see the one for Thanks me. for me. Sorry, Cammy. Thanks for making me look like a proper idiot. I was only trying to have a joke and you made me look like a right idiot there. That wasn't it. That was that wasn't that wasn't intentional. And do you know what? We're all, I apologize we're all abs- sincerely to Andy do, Fuck, by the way. Do, do you know what? we're all absolutely guilty of it? We're all absolutely guilty of it. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone or saying this, but it's only through what I found out literally the other week that mm-hmm. one of his pals like works in my office and he was like telling me all this stuff and it kind of like made me go, right, okay, well, perhaps I shouldn't take take the piss too much. But that said, he takes the piss out of himself an awful lot. So don't yeah. feel don't feel bad. <laughs> you, you, you also could have told me that before we went live. <laughs> but but Cammy, sorry, I interrupted you. No, I was just like Jimmy Bell. I mean, my God, Jimmy Bell was the Rangers kit man when Gio was a was a player back in mm-hmm. the back in the late nineties. John Gre- John Gregg was uh, working. He he was a sort of support for for Dick Advocate at the time. I just think. Alan McGregor was probably a young keeper um, starting to break through at that point. You know, it's it's mad how essentially 20 years on from Gio leaving the club to go to Arsenal, that he's came back as manager and there's still people within the, the playing staff and the, the training ground that were mm-hmm. there 20 years ago, you know. So he, he will know... He knows the football club and I think that's a huge positive for him and he knows the environment that is Scottish football. He knows the, the goldfish bowl. He's managed at a big club in Feyenoord where the there's an expectation. So he knows that expectation as well, you know, and it's uh, it's uh, but but it's just let's get let's go, you know, or let's right. geo, as they say. Let's geo. <laughs> right, I tell you what we're gonna do, we're gonna move away slightly. From talking about Geo, even though it is obviously the biggest bit of news today. Um, but let's have a wee conversation. And Cami, I'm going to apologize, but this is going to be very, very, very quick. It has been the international break, so there has been international matches on, Scotty. Um, Scotland have managed to finish second in their group, um, behind a, a very, very, very good Denmark team who they beat 2 0 at Hamden. And what I have to say is probably the best I've seen. Scotland playing a long, long time, but I want to focus more on the game before against Moldova. We've seen my very own Nathan Patterson, who I must say online was getting slagged. Score a goal and assist. Phenomenal. Oh, he's he's a he's a fantastic young talent. He's just uh, I, th- I think you know uh, he, he's not he's not he's probably not played since the last time he played for Scotland. You know, mm-hmm. and he, he just slips in seamlessly. He did look a bit a bit uh, rusty at points, but I think there's a 
a, a hatred. Hatred is maybe the wrong word, but I think because he plays for Rangers, you know, and, and I know people that were were over at the game in Moldova and they'd heard I'm getting a bit of stick off the, the fans, but he answered it the right way. You know, he stuck one in with his left peg and then he, he, he lays on the assist for the, for the second goal, you know. Nathan Patterson's going to be an absolute superstar, you know, and it's... Uh, we, we we just have to see how um, how Geo handles the, the 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 conundrum that is <laughs> the the right back position, you know. But for well, for, Scot- for, for Scotland, um, brilliant. And I, I mean, I must admit, I watched the Scotland Denmark game, and Nathan was obviously uh, suspended for that. Mm. Scotland played really really well, you know. And I've been very very critical of Steve Clark, particularly during the, the Euros, but. They played some really, really good stuff. Don't think the Danes were were quite um, quite at their best, to be honest with you. But um, brilliant result for Scotland, and I think uh, two games away from the the World Cup in Qatar. And come March time, you might have Ryan Jack available to um, if he's managed to get a a runny a runny games and a runny fitness without any. Any mishaps, you know, and Ryan Jack. I mean, Ryan Jack at his best plays in that Scotland team. There's no any, no any doubt about that. No, absolutely. And Scotty, I only ask about the Scotland game because it was the only <clears throat> international game I got to see during the break. I didn't even see how Kamara got on. I don't even know if Barisic travelled. That's how it was. I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah, even know if he played any minutes. Um, but like I say, Patterson for all the calls just. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, 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 it's absolutely pathetic. It's complete blind negativity. And it's from it's from quarters that I, I necessarily wouldn't expect. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Celtic fans, I kind of expect it because they're as thick as shit. But other people that watch football, I don't understand why you'd want to be negative against the 19, 20-year-old mm-hmm. earning their what, sixth or seventh cap. And it's, it's I've said this before. Steve Clark should have gone after the Euros purely for the fact he fucked that up and he fucked that up because he didn't play his best 11 and it's absolutely testament that post that best 11 post giving them all a run of games together that Scotland game against Denmark was possibly of my lifetime the best I've seen Scotland play I'm really struggling to actually see more of a complete performance and that includes seeing them beat France see remember them beating the Dutch those games in those that particular moment that was a great siege mentality defensive performance and smash and grab but that scotland team against denmark deserved every single bit of the portis every single bit of that win because they were brave on the ball they were inventive they pressed the energy it was so impressive and that's what should have happened at the euros it's not a case of too little too late because we move forward and scotland are provided that they you know they keep picking the best 11 are really on to something. So kudos because it's it's a very exciting time. And then, you know, you add more Rangers players into the mix. You know, McLaughlin's in the squad. Jack's coming in. Patterson's there. Ideally, you know, you want to see a couple more step up over, over the next couple of years and get in there, whether, you know, who knows what's going to happen with Kelly, McCrory, Kennedy. You know, the, these guys have got... Um, screw the head, keep the mentality. These guys have got a, a real strong chance of being part of something special with Scotland. And yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely delighted. 
uh, but this blind negativity towards Rangers players has got to stop. It it serves no purpose. Absolutely, it's, it's just lunacy. Yeah, do you know? Do you know something? This could be a this could be a discussion on its own for an hour. I just personally think that, and I'm not just saying this with blue tinted glasses on. Um, I think the hatred from one club, one certain club to another, has gone too far, and I think that club has allowed it to go that far with some of the rhetoric they use, just just to show off to their supporters. That I, I honestly cannot see that changing anytime soon. But Cammy, what would you rather have, John McGinn or Disco Lights? Uh, it's, uh, I listen. We I think we'd we'd spoke we'd spoke about it and jo- see for John McGinn. In, in all seriousness, John McGinn should be grateful that Celtic bought the disco lights because for John McGinn's football career, the best thing for him was to go to England and do what he's doing. You know, what I mean, he's he, his improvement over the last couple of years and has been phenomenal. I mean, he's the the main man in that Scotland team. And yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, he's his his body shape isn't what you would uh, call your your typical footballer, you know, but he's like so he's so strong on the ball and what have you. But I think it's I disco lights or sign John McGinn for for an extra half a million pounds. You know, it's it's lunacy. The thing is, Villa bought him for what three three and a half million, three million. They could sell him for thirty five, forty million tomorrow. Easily, easily. You know, and it's uh, I that's. It's, it's good for, for our point of view and it's good for uh, John McGinn's point of view that they they, thought they chose Disco Lights as the better option. Yeah, for those fantastic nights that you know where. Um, hey, let's get back to Rangers. Scotty, we have a game on Sunday uh, that I am very, very much looking forward to and I'm very much looking forward to seeing you as well. Um, probably what I'm looking forward to most. Um, oh, this is going. Big, this is big cuddles all around. Yes, this is the atmosphere on Sunday is going to be something else. It's going to be phenomenal. Oh, it's going to be absolutely bouncing. Particularly as I'm going to spend the next two two days. Is it trying to learn that that Dutch song? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, absolutely delighted. I'll be doing that from my posh seats up in the second tier. I think John Walker was actually sat in my my seat for that Denmark game. So I hope he left it clean. Yeah. <laughs> very, very very excited I, you know I, I i really think we'll come out of the blocks um uh yeah i'd be interested to see what the lineup is because obviously the, the guys in charge will probably have their own little preference um might change it up a bit who knows i just love coming up to glasgow and i love going to hamden obviously like, ibox is my home but i love coming up to hamden there's something special about having a it's like uh a boys' day out, isn't it? Just get up to oh, yeah, and a little, by a the way, more mischief. I have to say, and I won't name it, but that pub that we're going to meet up in only I think it was only over the last 10, maybe 15 years they installed a women's toilet. There was never a women's toilet in it, but there you go. That's just a wee bit of trivia for you on the old pub. Um, Cammy, how much are you looking forward to this? I should actually ask because Scotty mentioned it there. It's obviously your good friend Colin Stewart who does the Rangers Lotto that's taking the team. Um, I should point out that's a joke for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know. Um, but with, obviously, Colin Stewart, Jermaine Defoe as well helping out. Um, it's a big day for them, I suppose, as well. I mean, it's essentially the B-team coaches, uh, David yeah. McCallum, 
David McCallum and oh, who's the other boy's name? Oh, dear me. Come on, we're professional. You've got this, Cammy. Oh, that's terrible. I can't actually. I can't actually think. Um, he was at. Rangers. I'm too angry to even tell you the answer. He was on Blue Heaven as a as a Rangers youth player. Oh, dear me. But anyway. It's, I think David McCallum will be the, the man that will be in front of the press when they do yeah. the, the, pre, the pre-match. Brian press. Gilmer. Brian Gilmer. I, I, knew it was, I, knew, I knew it was the Billy Gilmer. But uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I think these guys have obviously been coaching the, the youth players. And I, I think this is where Ross Wilson, the continuity of approach mm-hmm. within the, the youth setup, the B team setup, the first team setup, they're probably all very very similar um, to allow that when when your backroom team leaves the building one week that the back the backroom team and the B team can slot in uh, and sort of backfill until the the new manager and his people are uh, are, are there sort of thing you know I don't expect like Scotty says I don't expect a lot of changes I don't um, I think you've got a lot of players away on international duty and some players have had had a break. Um, you know, I I think there has to be, and I think that will be very much the way over the next few weeks is a relatively consistent starting eleven where at all possible, um, because that's what has bred decent performances over the last uh, the the last few weeks. You know, and it's. Uh, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. I mean, I think uh, Hibs have sold uh, sold about two busloads um, for the game, and I think the uh, Rangers have pretty much got the whole stadium from what I can from from what I can gather. Um, we all Hibs. We we think back to that uh, Scottish Cup final in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Um, I've I've seen Rangers lose to Hibs back in the nineties in a in a semi final back in the early nineties when Walter was the manager. Um, so we we just need to win on Sunday, um, and I think you're going to have probably thirty thirty five thousand Rangers fans as high as a kite. Um, as much to do that's a four o'clock kickoff, and there's a few a few beers can be consumed in the the time between the the pub the pubs opening and four o'clock. To be honest with you, um, but we need to do the business on the park um, and make it a make it a special uh, make it a special uh, special game. And get back to Hamden and win the cup before Christmas. You know, I mean, I think that's the that's what I'm saying about Gio. He he's got one hell of a first six seven weeks. I don't think any Rangers manager has ever had a more challenging opening six or seven weeks with regard to the fixtures. But in six weeks' time, we could be seven or eight points clear at the top of the table. We could be into the next stages of the Europa League, and we could have won the League Cup. You know, that's the that's what yeah, but we we, we focus on Sunday. Let's just focus on Sunday, Sorry, Kelly. But I'm just talking. You've about got us winning the Champions League, man. I mean, I believe you. You know, I believe everything you say. <laughs> um, but what Scotty Cammy mentions it there: the fans are going to be absolutely buzzing on Sunday. We're going to be loving it. But how quickly football can bring you crashing back down to earth with a massive bang. This is a must-win on Sunday, and I don't think that can be forgotten in all this. Yes, we've got a fantastic new manager. We're all looking forward to it. Um, but we need to win on Sunday. What are you getting at? He's saying that we might lose. I'm I not hearing no, it. No, not having no, it. No, no, no. 
No, 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 no. Bring his I'm back just down pointing out that as a possibility, but it will not Us. happen. Fucking no chance. <laughs> and it's that <laughs> not attitude, it. son. It's that attitude that can cause problems. Not having it. Not having it. Not, not even. It's not even entering my head. Move on. Ask Listen, Hibs haven't probably played in about a month because of the obviously the COVID situation. They've had a couple of weeks to prepare, whereas we've had players uh, away international duty and what have you. Hibs always give us a difficult game. Probably over the last two or three years, uh, well, our hardest games, in my opinion, have been against them. You know, I don't think it's a, it's been against Celtic. Our hardest games have generally been 2-1 victories against Hibs or a 1-0 victory and what have you. Uh, Sunday, I hope, is different and I hope we go out and we wipe the floor with them. But the most important thing is that we are at Hamden on the 19th of December to play the final. Um, you just don't want... Um, any banana, any sort of mistakes made on Sunday. It's just about winning the performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we always say, three points is all that matters. But obviously, it's not three points. It's it's getting to the final. That's all that matters on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, look, CGM, look, Hibs organise a closed door game to get a run out. That's, does not really matter? Um, every game is a must-win game for Rangers. I'm very well aware of that, Tam. I was just pointing out that Sunday is an absolute must-win. Scotty, Sunday, prediction and first goal scorer, because we could sit here and try and work out the team. There's no way we're going to be able to do that. Um, we're going to win. What's the score going to be and who's going to score first? 5-1, Ryan Kent. Oh, well, straight into it. Love it. Cammy. Aribo, 3-0. Aribo, 3-0. I'm going to go... Morelos and six still. That's what I'm going to go for. Um, no, I'm being serious. Morelos you just still. have another sip of that Heineken. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for not talking during that. Thank you very much. Um, Graham, the future's bright. The future's. <laughs> God, you are absolutely hopeless. Right, listen. Thank you so, so much to everybody who's tuned in. The numbers tonight were crazy. At one point, we were up to 450 watching live. Absolutely fantastic. We'd done a breaking news pod earlier. As soon as the news was announced, uh, Jamie was hosting that. <clears throat> Jamie's app. For those who haven't seen him, beautiful looking man. So get over and check that out. Please do subscribe and like if you're watching on YouTube. And um, This will be available to download on Acast and iTunes and all that good jazz um, from tomorrow morning, so you can listen to your podcasts there. Catch us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rangers Rabble um, and follow us on Twitter at Rangers Rabble and on Instagram, Rangers underscore Rabble. So, Scotty, Cami, guys, thank you very much. No, thank you. No, it's been, it has been an absolute pleasure, and I'm so excited for Sunday, and I hope everyone else is. Yes, we're all buzzing for Sunday. We are. Thank you to everybody in the comments. Thank you to everybody watching. Please like, please subscribe. And we will see you for live match reaction on Sunday, which will be very positive, happy, and then we can look forward to the future with our brand new manager, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So thank you for watching. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.